0: Alright everyone, to the mighty South Shields Radio, all its listeners far and wide, we're ready to go, we've got your back, so get off your backside and listen to this. Welcome to it, I'm Ronnie. And I'm Chris. And we are the Ronaldo and Maisie Show, so we can forget all about Ronaldo and Messi, going for the Ballon d'Or, we're going for radio's version. Of the ballon door, <laughs> so
1: Chris, yep. what are we here to do? Well, entertain, I suppose. A few listeners out there might know us from the Mariners podcast, other podcasts. Some might know us from the presentation and coverage of South Shields Football Club. A lot of people out there might not have heard us. We just want to entertain, talk our usual brand of nonsense, and. Uh, Get people listening, keep people happy and entertained in these very, very dark times.
0: All right, we're going to give it a shot, aren't we? Aye. We're going to give it a shot. and We're, we're not going to um, limit ourselves to to football. We're just going to try and talk about an array of different topics from, you know, fun things to music, music. to sport, mental health. All the things that we think are important and you'd like to listen to and while away those hours, especially during lockdown. Um, so, Chris, yes, did you when you were young?
1: Did you ever pretend to be a radio presenter? Um, no, but I wanted to be Noel Edmonds. Um, <laughs> there was a time when I wanted to be Noel Edmonds on Swap Shop. Can you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I remember my back garden. My dad had a load of wood, and I made the... You remember the, the swap board that was on the, on the wall on Swap Shop? Yeah. I made me very own with a little plank of wood, and my dad made a desk, and we had... We, I wanted a phone. I wanted one of those phones that Noel Edmonds had on Swap Shop, and lo and behold, we found one one day, and so in the back garden, we, had, we were playing Swap Shop in the back garden. Can you believe that? Awesome. Where did you, fi- where did you find the phone? <laughs> I've no idea. I'm going back 40 years, man. Because Amazon wasn't invented then. <laughs> yeah, no idea. No idea where it got from. But um I never wanted to be on radio, but I did want to be Noel Edmonds for about a month.
0: I remember um you know I used to have those tape decks where you used to play, just press record and play. Yeah. And he used to record your voice. I used to do a bit of radio commentary on what was going outside or outside the window. (laughs) You
1: sad get.
0: So um I seen loads of stuff, some really like odd behaviour, some scraps and all that kind of stuff. I remember that there was this kid uh, called Simon, um, and he we caught him running out of his house to the shop, and on the way doing all sorts of karate moves. (laughs) So I could only deduct that he'd been watching. You know, you like you watch a a karate film, Bruce Lee or Karate Kid. Yeah, and the only thing you want to do is go and try it out. I've <laughs> seen him do that, and we cut. And I used to get me, my brother, to do it, my younger brother. It uh, like we, we were commentating on that, that table be somewhere, but we used to I used to just sit, like, look out the window when I had some free time and do a, a pretend radio show. So, having a proper radio show, proper, uh, just proper, for me, is tremendous,
1: awesome, Ronnie. Is this really a proper radio show, though, me and you? Well, no, no, a radio show, though. A radio show. <laughs> Actually, when you speak of those tapes and you used to press tape and re- record and play, yeah. and you used to put cellar tape over the holes in the cassettes if you wanted to tape over them again. <laughs> um, you know, me and a couple of lads, we, 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 did you, can you believe that? Um, I was once part of a, a Run MC tribute act in the 1980s. Can you believe that? No, <laughs> no. It's true, it's true. Tell us more, tell us more. How did that come uh, about? Uh, well, Kim Bob because Run DMC were absolutely class and they, they brought out the, the and Hell album in it, 1986 and um, we loved them and um, me and a couple other lads who will remain nameless for now um, became Run DMC at school. <laughs> we had, we used to, um, we, we, we actually gigged we actually gigged in the yard. Can you believe that?
2: You had, you had the
0: ghetto blaster with
1: its like No, that. no, we just, no, we're beatboxed, man. We're beatboxed. <laughs> it's true. Brilliant. We had, Brilliant. We had a posse, of, like, in the yard. And then we actually did a, we did a mini gig at the Sutton Hall. Can you...
2: <laughs> <laughs> a mini gig?
1: Was, when you say mini, what do you mean by that? A couple of songs. Right, not like with. I thought you meant a mini crowd. Well, it was about. Well, it was a. It was someone's birthday party. So ah, we, right. You know. So yeah, um, we were Run DMC. We were South Shields' very own version of Run DMC. And we were eleven years old. That's tremendous. That's true. Ah. See, so I thought I thought we could um,
0: because we're in lockdown. I thought we could just cover that a little bit and. And talk about like how you how you coping with lockdown, yeah, uh, Chris. At the moment, obviously we've we've nearly been in some form of lockdown for a year now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how are well, you
1: coping? Difficult this time round, I think. Um, real, I think. I think boredom is is setting in. A lot of people, people are just. If if anybody's anything like me you're just going through the motions day after day. Let's get through this day, let's get through this day, um, and and we'll get there in the end somehow. But it's, it's hard this time because everywhere is closed again. The weather's rubbish. Can't even, you know, yeah. can't do what we did in the spring. We were fortunate, we had a fantastic, if you remember April and May, the weather was amazing, and I yeah. was sitting in the sun every day. If I wasn't, well, although I do work every day, I, I've been fortunate in that. I've been able to work right through this. Yeah. um. And, and but when the weather was good, you could sit out, um, and you could drink your cans like you. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, it's it, it's hard. I think I've watched my own relatives struggle with it, um, which is why I think it's right that people um do everything they possibly can to stay fit and healthy, both physically and mentally, particularly mentally at the moment. Um, I know Ronnie if people haven't listened to us before um they won't know listeners who have listened to us before will know that we have our own mental health issues that we have to deal with um yours probably more prevalent than mine I've, I've been probably healthy now for um fourteen years but you you have had those issues closer at home and more recently mm-hmm. um and i know you your own family you know you've had some difficulties in the last few months and been hard going hasn't it
0: it has but for me because i'm i'm on the mend and with the therapy etc it hasn't been anywhere near as bad as it would have been mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine anyone that's got mental health issues Coping with this without knowing what the coping strategies are, yeah, or medication or or, or whatever the um, whatever technique works for them. So I've I've kind of found myself probably uh, doing a lot better than I thought I would. Um, I think the fact that we could we had that little break in lockdown when we could go and do the the football stream get out there um, in the fresh air and have a, have a little bit of crack. Mm-hmm. It was about like a month, maybe six weeks. Yeah. And then I had Christmas and then I've, I've moved house, so that kept us distracted. For me, I've learned that and I'm like you, I'm lucky enough to, to be able to work, work, but I'm working from home. Um, but for me, it's all about distracting because, if you can distract yourself for a couple of hours, um, it saves you sitting there for a couple of hours uh, catastrophizing about what could what could happen because um, that's what we do as humans. Mm-hmm. When you haven't got anything else to think about, you think about your problems and you think about what could happen um, a lot. Now, that's not saying that I've kind of got no worries or anything like that. Um what I've done is I've found myself, it's just so easy to open the fridge and get a can of lager. Yeah. It's just so easy because you've got nothing else to do. So I've been um, struggling with that a little bit. And I think a lot of people have been struggling from what I've heard with, with overeating from comfort because you've got kind of like nothing else to do or drinking too much. Um, I think we've, we've all got that. Um, but what I have found and seen is the level of like with the circle of friends that I've got um, and family, mm-hmm. the level of support that I've found is is incredible because a lot of people have stu- stood up to the plate and asking how you are and listening and all that kind of stuff. But I do realise there's people out there who don't have that network um, and I feel for them and hopefully – just like we did on, we've done a couple of mental health podcasts before. Hopefully our kind of us talking about it makes it um, easier for them to talk about it and think about it. And I think we'll cover mental health in our shows. Mm We don't want it to be too down because we'll lift lift it up because um, that's the type of people we are. We We don't want to dwell on 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 the sad parts, but you have to be aware of the sad, sad parts um, to be
1: able to get through what we're doing. Absolutely, absolutely. So we um, we talk nonsense from time to time. <laughs> we we'll, we'll just have a bit of fun, and 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 the the whole point of uh, of radio, TV, podcast, entertainment is to take people's minds off those type of things. And if we can do that in in our own little way, great. Um, I mean, there's lots of stuff out there for people to to listen to, not just Radio Shields. Um, although we want people to listen to Radio Shields, of course. Um, but there's lots of stuff going on out there that, that I never even knew existed. Um, that have been a great help, a great source of support, well, to a whole range of, of people. Um, not least Ronnie, you befriending, um, of all people, Sam Delaney.
0: Yeah, um. I think for me, Sam Delaney, I don't know how many people know him who who'd be listening to this, but he's a guy who, um, he was an alcoholic um, and he had severe mental health issues and um, he was able to do the 12-step approach to to uh, becoming t um a few years ago and he now... Is very very open about uh, his troubles. Um, very very open with a with a kind of a fun spin on it. So he's got a podcast out right now called The Reset. The first um, episode was with Sean Ryder from The Happy Mondays. And Sean Ryder, he seems to be in a good place now. Um, yeah. He understands what how his mind works, um, and he's very very open on on, on how, he, how he feels and how he deals with it. Um, and there's a couple of episodes out there that, can, that are available on all the podcast channels. Uh, <clears throat> so I'd encourage everyone to listen to that and we might actually see if Sam can, can join the show uh, in the future. And he will be very entertaining, like he always is. And I think um, for me as well, Netflix and all these kind of places where you can kind of sit down and watch something good is is like really really good for just that distraction. Yeah. So, what, you got any um, things that you've been watching lately that are good,
1: Chris? Just the usual stuff that you'll see on adver- advertising. I've been watching the Bear and um, some of the detective series. Um, it's getting the time for. I am genuinely very very busy still so i'm i'm one of the fortunate ones it's kind of getting the time and of course having a wife who gorges upon all the bloody soaps you know (laughs) by the time she's caught up with them during the day it's like well i want to catch up on the day's news you know so i'm kind of fortunate in that respect you mentioned sean Ryder before um um i once had hair like sean Ryder. can you believe that as well no yeah before before I went completely bald at the age of 21 um, I had hair like Sean Ryder. In fact, it, it, my hair was that long, the fringe was that long when I played football. There was a couple of times I had to wear a, a headband and look a complete t- <laughs> you know. So <laughs> um, back in the days when Happy Mondays and, and Spiral Carpets and, you know, they were all our kind of music, yeah. um, you know, I had hair like Sean Ryder and to be honest, I look absolutely brilliant. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that was my pre-double-denim days, though. I, I, the double-denim was still to come.
0: Well, we'll get on that later, because that's, <laughs> that's something I want to explore.
1: Oh, uh, the,
0: no. The good thing about um, this show and this opportunity is uh, we're able to play music, Yeah, which is going to be interesting. I we're gonna we're gonna play some tracks and we're gonna have a chat about them. Um, but also, when we get out, we're recording this now because we're in lockdown. But when we get out of lockdown, we'll be able to do it live mm-hmm. and we'll be able to uh, have phone ins and get all the listeners' views and like listen to the Twitter, listen to the Twitter feed,
1: listen um, to Twitter,
0: read the Twitter feed, <laughs> and um do some shout-outs and all that kind of stuff. So, very exciting stuff. Based on the um, the fact that we can play music, we're going to do our first track, which is going to be my choice, because we're going to alternate the choices, because we, we do have quite different <laughs> tastes in <of> music. <laughs> uh, my first track is I Bet That You Look Good On The Dance Floor" by The opera Monkeys. So, that was... I bet that you look good on the dance floor by the monkey's cracking song. Chris,
1: did you look good on the dance floor? No, not really. <laughs> Thought I did. Thought I did, Ronnie. But um in hindsight, probably looked absolutely dreadful. Um but of course it was a different era, wasn't it, when we were on dance floors, early nineties. You know, we just had the the explosion of the, you know, what I mentioned before. Uh, about, like, the happy Mondays in spiral carpets, etc. And then all of a sudden, we're in the 90s, Um things are changing rapidly. Um, and it, in those days, I had hair, you know, I, I, believe it or not, you know, slick back, brill creamed hair, um, with the shaven back and sides, and thought I looked, you know, I was, there's a bit of vanity, I suppose. Um, and and Oz, Oz nightclub, Oz's, hey. you know. Uh, was the place to be on many occasions, and um, you thought you will, you thought you looked good in there. and you, uh, You've got boom, boom, was it boom, shake, shake the room and stuff like that going off. And really, if you look back, it was pretty bad. But at the time, thought I looked lush. What Dem kind of shirt. things were wearing? De- de- well, there was. I did have one particular outfit which. Caught the eye <laughs> um, thought it looked good at the time. Um, denim shirt, blue denim shirt, blue denim jeans, black leather waistcoat, <laughs> brown cowboy boots.
0: Oh my god. No. Just look oh.
1: unbelievable.
0: And did your friends. Unbelievably bad. Sorry, Ronnie? Did you did your friends wear the same
1: thing? I was once on a night out with some work colleagues and a few others, and every single one of us had cowboy boots on. Now they were all older than me; I was the youngest. Um, I think I was eighteen, nineteen at the time, and some of these lads were mid twenties, late twenties, early thirties. Um, but every there was, I think, there was six of us out one night, and every single one of us had various coloured cowboy boots on, um, and we just <laughs> must have looked woeful, But uh, we felt me look good at the time, and that you know can you can imagine me you know lad's holiday cavos 1994 <laughs> and you've got me dressed in double denim with brown cowboy boots I mean how seriously bad is that
0: that is I would love to see a picture and we'll, when we get our uh, we'll we'll post a picture if you can find one on the,
1: <laughs> I don't know uh, I've got one somewhere it's a holiday for I, I don't know where it is really don't. It, it, you you wouldn't even realise it was me because of the hair. Um, but it it was bad. Really bad. But of course it was a different world. You know you had um, you had uh, these new songs coming out the likes of um, Wigfield and all these Euro pop <laughs> gubbins coming out. It was a really terrible, if you look back it was a terrible era. If you think of 80s music you think how fantastic it was from, from almost beginning to when you look at the early 90s yeah it was pretty bad um and and and, and the fashion probably wasn't much better um and I was
0: thinking about that time because I got my first wage I used to spend like 70% of my wage on Lacoste shirts that you know like I never used to tuck them in You used to have them hanging out mm. I used to go to the, the, like uh, the trendy shops at the time mm. and buy as many Lacoste shirts with the crocodile, you know, like Ali right. Ali Fraser wore you know, <laughs> in Alvarez it Ali Fraser. Yeah. Ali Fraser. I used to I used to wear them with um machino like cords.
2: <laughs> and
0: I always remember I bought like a really expensive pair of Machino cords and getting a taxi to a nightclub. And um you could smoke in them days, and I used to smoke I smoke cigarettes um, mm. in them days, and you used to be able to smoke in a taxi. And I always yeah. remember the first night after I'd spent that much money, like flicking the the cigarette out of the the car window, and it blew back, and the the embers put a massive hole in the in the uh, in the cords. They were lovely cords, but ruined them after day one.
1: You reap what you sow. We, we had different
0: styles. We had different styles around the same time. Mine was Lacoste and all these designer things, and yours
2: was
1: double denim and cowboy boots. Actually, you mentioned like Lacoste and all the big names. I was never a one for names. I I remember. Um, remember the Officers' Club. We yeah. um, used to go there quite a bit. And I used to go to a shop called Jean Pierre in Sunderland as well. I can't remember if it was from Jean Pierre or from the Officers' Club where um, I bought. Uh, uh, it looked more. I think now it looks more like a long sleeve football shirt with a collar, and it was um, said a Kel- said a Calvin Klein. It was Kelvin Clyde, <laughs> <laughs> and it had KC on the front. And I wore it. I wore it to go down Shields that Saturday night, and I, mm-hmm. and I think, oh my God, yeah. Kelvin Clyde, Saturday night in the venue.
0: <laughs> that, that reminds us when my mother came home with a pair of trainers from your brother, and he thought they were they were Nike. So he's seen the the tick, the Nike tick. Oh, this is great! This is great! It was only when he looked closer that it actually said Mike. <laughs> 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 and his name's Michael. <laughs> Just getting them personalized Nikes. Well, the amount of um like I had a Hugo Boss shell suit oh. that got stolen from the line like full top and tail um in the sheen of the the shell suit <laughs> um that that got stolen, but like some of the fashion back then was 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 looking back was was quite good, right? I think now it's not a, I mean, if we look at if we look at the fashion now, I think it's tracksuit bottoms, isn't it, for the humans? Tape jogging bottoms, tape jog, jogging bottoms and long jumpers. Um, which for me and everyone says this about like how how we were in your in our generation and the generation now. It's not as fun. <laughs> no,
1: it's awful. Awful. Yeah. I, I, I used to wear the jogging bottoms for doing jobs in in the garden. And now these young'uns are wearing them to go, probably, well, if, if they were open, pubs and clubs. Um, it's, it's funny, isn't it? And that, that, They're paying like 110 quid for a pair of jogging bottoms. I could get a pair for four quid in Dobson's at the Nuke when I was a kid. <laughs> and ship <laughs> myself in them, and then my man would go and buy us another pair.
0: It, it costs a fortune for these jogging bottoms now. Um, but anyway, that's fashion. Um, <laughs> I do remember, by the way, on that, on that note, I've got a brother that's three years younger than us and I don't know whether any listeners um, had this, but for the majority of the time, we used to wear matching clothes when we were like eight, six, matching clothes. And we weren't twins or anything like that. We didn't really look alike, but we used to wear the same clothes, matching clothes. And for the life of us, I don't really know why that would be. I'll have to ask my mum, my mother. Um, All I can think of is there was a two
1: for one sale (laughs) in Jordy Jeans. In Jordy Jeans, aye, two for one sale in Jordy Jeans. (laughs) That's me. Obviously, I am a twin, so we we would wear. The same until we got to about the age of about nine or ten and we had our own ideas and we would, we would wear the same things but in different shades of colour, if you know what I mean.
0: All right, so you knew which one was which? Yeah. Like uh, the doodle box? Well, no, like the um, wiggles? Like the, like the wiggles.
1: wiggles? Yeah. I don't know which wiggle I would be, mine, but um, yeah. But, I mean, if you, you say fashion. It, fashion's change all the time. Is there a fashion today? No, there isn't, is there? If you look back you know if you look at the 70s flares yeah. 60s mini and um beetle um Winkle picker shoes for blokes and stuff and and the 80s became obviously the straight jeans can you remember you creases in the front of your jeans in the early 80s yes you yep. know um then came the the late 80s the Britpop started the happy mondays the, the carpets the jeans went baggy again and um, can you remember wearing those boots where you'd have the tongues hanging out they, they looked more like <laughs> basketball boots yeah. you had your yes. tongues hanging out
2: yes.
1: you know um we, did you think back how did we think we looked good because we really didn't but, but it was fun while it lasted and of course, I mentioned kavos before nineteen ninety four holiday that was the time when. You couldn't go, whenever you, well, I don't know how you were, but if you went away with the lads, there was a ritual. You'd get to the airport, you'd go to a WH Smith or John Menzies or whatever it was, you, you'd you buy, I don't know, a football magazine or whatever, and you'd put your to buy a copy of the Viz. Oh, yes. Your Viz was your staple document for your apartment on a lad's holiday abroad. Had to be. Then yeah.
0: Like a lot of the vernacular was used back then, but it also is used now right It's like the what pe- some people might not know is a lot of the slang and um vernacular that we that we use now comes directly from the biz
1: yeah uh, absolutely
0: so it's we we'll have to do a section on the biz <laughs> at some point on the show because um, I think that will be brilliant, so I think. It's time, Chris, for you to to play a song.
1: Well, I've been going on around on and on about um, how I look like Sean Ryder, um, and and loved that era. Um, it's only right that we have a little bit of the Happy Mondays. So let's let's step on. Brilliant. So we stepped it on there with the Happy Mondays and, well, actually, happy is a little bit of a thing that I'm not at the moment, Ronnie. Right. I've got a right bee in my bonnet, okay. I have to say. Now, you know you know, just how important it is for me to maintain personal hygiene, don't you? You know that I've got pretty high standards when it comes to cleanliness and personal hygiene, don't you? Immaculate, someone. Yes. Immaculate, yes. Well, well. for those who, you know, who, who don't know, I, I'm, a, I'm a real stickler for, for hygiene. And um, one of the most important things for me of all is to have that really clean feel no matter what. You've got to have a really clean feel. And even after, you know, your morning or evening ablutions, you've got to have that really clean feel. Now, I, I, I'm an advocate of um, the odd moist wipe. And um I'm very unhappy with them at the moment, Ronnie. The Why? the the bum wipe purveyors are 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 letting me and the rest of the country down. Why, Chris?
2: Can well, you not get the
1: brand that you like? Well I can get the brand, but the brand that I like's letting me down. Ooh. I'm just not I'm not happy at all. I'm not, not enough not enough um moisture or no,
0: no. size like you know when the when the chocolate bars they keep reducing the size.
1: No, I I don't know what it is. Now, look, all I'm asking for, all I'm asking for after the usual ablutions is the ability to clean up sensibly, safely, and in an orderly fashion. That's all I'm asking (laughs) for. But whoever's filling these packets up at the moment are not filling them up properly, Ronnie. Oh, so you're not getting enough? No, I'm getting too many at once. All I want, all I want is to put my fingers in under the flap and pull out a wipe. Right? All I'm asking for is the top wipe to have its little end sticking out and me to pull it out and then do the business. That's all I'm so asking for. You're getting too many out. Well and it's too wide getting, for the crevice. It, sometimes it can be two and three at a time, then you get clumps, and then you've got a big clump sticking out, and it's tearing the packaging. And 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 it, it's a, it's causing a right kerfuffle. I, I, I'm I'm fed up. So what I've been doing in the last few months is I've been trying different brands. Okay. So I'm for for many many months I've been a big advocate of them as does Little Angels. You know toilet training wipes. They they're a good decent wipe. You know they're not too they're not too wet. They're not too dry. They're a reasonable size. But as I say, I've been getting fours and fives out at a time tearing tearing the packaging and then because of course if you tear if you tear your packaging you go dry don't you and you don't want that so oh the the, the wipes go dry of course they do if there's yes. air getting in they're going to dry oh, so i have to be sealed they have to be sealed so i've, I've tried lidl's um little's own floralese they were all right um Home bargains brand. I can't remember the name of the brand, but they've been all right. But on each occasion, there's something wrong with each one. I mean, the little floralies, well, the, the floralies from there um, at the bottom—they're absolutely sopping, sopping wet. It—it—it's it, taken four and five squares of toilet roll just to dry off. It's—it's—it's it's, it's oh, just you not good dry enough. Dry after. So, I'm, oh, so all I'm asking for, you know, is just uniform packaging. That's all you know with a reasonable wipe, just to to give me that really clean feel at the end of what might have been a difficult few minutes. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. So
0: everyone's got to respect the difficult few minutes. Well,
1: at all. well, I've tried various brands. So all I'm asking, I've gone back to ASDA purely because we're getting my shopping delivered. Like, yeah. But what I will say is ASDA and everybody else. Sort your shit out. <laughs> is, there a, um, is there a forum?
0: You know how you get these chat forums for mm-hmm. many different topics? Yeah. Is there a forum where you can um, communicate your disgust for the, the situation? Or would you go on Twitter, find the chief executive, and we could do it live, and see what they have to
1: say. They'd probably take a look at the tweet and just probably laugh, wouldn't they? I mean, a little old me from South Shields complaining about the you know, the, the way they're packaging their wipes. Um, I don't know. Do you think it's worth sending a tweet? Well, it's a it's a well-known uh, fact
0: that if you do tweet now, especially with, with the level of following you've got on your Twitter feed, that you can get the complaint
1: higher, quicker. Yeah. Um, I wonder if it's worth sending a tweet to Joe Lysett. He's normally good for that yes, sort
0: of thing. Exactly. And that's why he's got his uh, he's got so much traction, because companies now know that tweets get seen by a lot of people, especially if it gets retweeted, mm. the impressions and all that kind of stuff. So my advice to you is, and I feel your pain, I'm not a bum-white user myself. You should and, be. I don't know why, I just don't like the, I'm, I think I'm probably doing it wrong, <laughs> might need a lesson, um, but I'm like a dry, dry I like dryness,
1: mm.
0: and I know how how much debris <laughs> I can leave, keep it,
1: keep it clean, keep it clean,
0: <laughs> I'm not as, uh, I don't think I'm as bothered,
1: to be honest, so maybe I'm not as immaculate as you. Um, it's probably a little bit of um probably a little bit of OCD with me I guess, isn't it? You know, a little yeah. bit of hygiene yep. OCD, but really I've been really really frustrated for these last few months with some of these purveyors of bum wipes because uh I mean can you, you well you know how important it is to me. I nearly if you remember I nearly held up the Newcastle to London train that yes. morning at the central station, didn't I?
0: That was when we were going to see the FA bars.
1: Yeah. our at
0: Wembley. And, oh, when you realise that the bum wipes weren't in the bag, mm. it was hell to pay. Oh. And I can't remember who it was, but someone had to go running to find some.
1: Myself? Uh, yeah. to... Luckily, the Sainsbury's local in Central Station had a good supply. And... Um... Well, it just settled us down. I don't think I could have coped that weekend in London without them.
0: So we have a I think what I would like to ask the listeners is if if you have a similar problem like Chris can you help him? Because he any needs help. The help. gratefully gratefully received any advice, any advice on how to put
1: this right. Maybe but, maybe I'm pulling the wipes out Wrongly, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a little bit too rushed or firm, you know.
0: If anyone knows of a YouTube video that will show them how to do it properly, then post it on Twitter. And um, and um, we, we all need to help each other in, in, the, in these times. And we, we all have the things that we want and love to happen. And... This guy is going through a really hard time. Can we help him? Thanks, Ronnie. Tweet South Shields Radio on the normal Twitter handle, and we'll pick it, pick them up, and we'll see if we can help him. Thanks. Chris, that was emotional. Yeah. I think we need to take a little bit of time out and listen to a tune. So my choice is
1: Seahorses, Love is the Law. I wonder what, like, I wonder how they, uh, what they think of, you know, if we're using um, words like, like flaps. Flaps. I think if we
0: just say to them, look, put this on at nine o'clock. I feel like we're We're not swearing. But it's a little bit risky. Aye. <sighs>
1: yeah. But
0: I think that's the best bet.
1: Yeah, we're not. We're like. I suppose once you, you once we get like, if we get different kind of characters or niche bits, yeah, you could work them and do a show on a certain thing. But we're just trying to find our feet here. You just so, got to find out what works. Yeah,
0: like I think the bum might thing could go on for a while, <laughs> <laughs> especially if we like take the Twitter. And I we, like. We do stuff and we'll copy it into the video show and people are watching us trying to get the CEO of the
1: bum-wipes done. Aye. What we'll have to do, we'll have to only do it when we know it's been on. So if it's like, if he's putting it out at like 9 o'clock, we'll have to put on, if anybody out there listen to to tonight's show, can anybody help me with my problem with these bum-wipes, you know? (laughs) Yes,
0: definitely. Like treated like it's just come out, like it's just being out. Aye, uh, I think that'll fly. Uh, I think I think so far because we've all, we've got a flow like we knew we had.
1: Yeah, it flows really well. I think. Uh, I think we talk more about we talk about the viz. Um, at some point in whichever show, I'd like to talk about um, comics when we were kids. Yeah, um, you know. Kids don't really get comics anymore. Like Roy of the Rovers? Yeah, well, I've wrote, I've literally wrote Roy of the Rovers, Jeff Boycott, because I remember when I was, when my mum worked at the paper shop, she used to get yeah. a lot of returns. Right. So my mum would, like, bring home loads of comics that were that were going to go back to the supplier. Mm. Um, so rather than selling back to the supplier, my mum just got them. So we used to have piles and piles of Roy of the Rovers and stuff like that. And we had, like, it was in nineteen eighty, but around about nineteen eighty four, and um Jeff Boycott became chairman of Melchester Rovers, and <laughs> and, and not long after that, they signed um, Martin Kemp and Steve Norman from Spandau Ballet.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think because uh, uh,
0: Sam Delaney does a a spin off on reviewing Roy the Rovers. Aye, and uh, Alf Ramsey. Took over Roy one one time when Roy was in hospital because he got shot in the head. <laughs> Alf Ramsey took over.
1: Fucking Alf Ramsey.
0: Alchester Rose. Brilliant. All right. So what we, I think what I'll do now, what we can do now is, like, talk about um, that that song, uh-huh. and then we'll do the game of this or that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Leather or lace is
1: brilliant.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, that was Seahorses,
1: Love is the Law. Great song. You remember that, Chris? I do. um, Wasn't one of my favourites, but I do remember it, you know, from a great little era, as we've been talking about tonight.
0: I remember going to, um, I went to France for the World Cup Ninety eight, I think it was.
1: Yeah, France ninety eight.
0: Yeah, and we had a tape. I think it was tapes in them days, where we had a selection of songs that we just listened to over and over again. While we drove from one campsite to the other, we uh, we didn't get to see any games, um, but we had to we had to kind of like try and get tickets, but we never could get them, and. When we left the campsite while we were in the city, we couldn't go back to the campsite, so we used to have to kick rough, sleep rough. And I remember I think it was in Toulouse. Yeah, it was in Toulouse. It was the Romanian game where Michael Owen scored in the last minute. Couldn't even really get to see a telly because in France they don't really have football on in the bar, mm-hmm. even in their home thing. So I remember ending up in a in a park and trying to sleep on a on a park bench and i remember seeing the tramp sleeping on a specific park bench thinking ah, i wonder why he's chosen that we fell asleep on the park bench but within half an hour all the sprinklers came on soaked us but the the homeless person was bone dry because he'd worked out and the sprinklers were where they weren't but what I, the reason I, I thought about that was uh, "Love Is the Law" was on the was on one of those songs, oh. and I know it "Inside Out" as well as like "Vindaloo" by Keith Allen and all them. <laughs> and obviously, I think the three lines on the three lines on the shirt was there as well, I like, because it was '98. So, like a whole week of pretty much sleeping rough with the lads, never got to see a match. But I'm quite glad now because it's good. It's good to see we went all the way over there because the match would have just gone the way. Of course, um, it was. It was just tremendous. So you were making memories, Ronnie. I'm making memories, and that and seahorses love as the law is like it just epitomizes what that time was. Yeah. That, that's why I picked it. So, Chris, I'm gonna. Um, we're gonna do a little special thing called this or that. Which is 10 quick fire questions, because we need to get to know you. The listeners want to get to know you. And you've got to answer as quickly as you can which you prefer. You ready? Yeah. Facebook or Twitter? Facebook. Text, message or call? Call. And or deck?
1: Deck. Comedies or horror? Comedy. Dick or Dom? Neither.
2: (laughs) Football or cricket? Cricket.
0: Morning or evening? Morning.
2: Sweet or salty?
0: Salty. Leather or lace? Ooh, leather. (laughs) Shower or tub? Shower. That's the 10. I think we all now know a little bit more about Christopher and me. <laughs> You're
1: digging into you my that, psyche here. Yeah, it was all right, yeah. On reflection, on reflection, I should have said, for, for Facebook or Twitter, I should have said either, I think. For which one? Facebook or Twitter, and I said Facebook, I should have said either or either. You're not um, allowed. you got to pick more of i, either. So I know. I'll let you
0: get away with the dick and don't bit. Yeah. I'm going to ask you again.
1: <laughs> I don't even know who they are. No, I remember Dick and Dom. Oh, is that the children's telly lads? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh didn't watch children's telly then. I wasn't a child.
0: Yeah. I was just trying to get you to see Dick live on air. That's all. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> so, what about local sport? hmm
1: What's going on? What's going on with local sport? What's your Known. thought? Note, because we're in lockdown and the lo- the sport authorities couldn't run a raffle, so um, we are, although in lockdown and therefore unable to play. Once we're able to play, we won't play because they can't run a raffle. So local clubs are right up the creek because the governing bodies and the people who are supposed to be running the competitions can't.
0: So we have this 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 situation at the moment where the clubs around here who can play, the professional clubs, are having an absolute nightmare. Yes. Both of them are having an absolute nightmare. Rubbish. So Worst I've not, ever seen from both not clubs. Good. That's not good to watch. No. But the club our our hometown club, South Shields, is desperate to play mm-hmm. because they play entertaining football, really good to watch. Really I'm the professional. And the, uh, yeah, and am the professional, and they're not allowed to play. So, and then you've got these Premier League clubs who are earning millions and millions and millions. I seen the other day um, the Chelsea fine system was like, if you turn up late for training, you've got to pay five grand. Yes. It's like five grand would keep. <laughs> one of the local clubs going for like a couple of weeks, right? Yeah. So we're in a situation where it just, I think it's just showing up the the capitalism mindset of this world where it's all about money. Yeah. And it's not about wellbeing. It, it needs to change. And obviously the cricket season's coming up fast. Mm-hmm. So... uh the cricket
1: what I, the cricket authorities have got a bit more savvy and a bit more nous and um, I expect it to be a good, uh, well a full, I expect it to be a full cricket season from April, it, provided we're out of a, a lockdown situation, which we should be, I uh, fully anticipate that local cricket will be up and running on time.
0: Yeah, and you know, with sport, that, that we've talked about mental health before and we know a lot of people who because South Shields FC is a is a community club I'm missing out on all of that yeah so I think there's a lot of things that are happening that are going to come home to roost and affect people if we don't get it back quickly and you know I don't want to I don't want to advocate kind of big crowds when when the pandemic's uh, around but I think there could be a way. There should be a way, finding the money, so that the players can play their matches mm-hmm. uh, with very few crowds to manage the risk, but watch it on a stream. Yeah, like because you know that's been good—a really good idea using technology to to bring the match to to everyone's home, and even that's gone now for the for the level that South Shields are I think we're being incredibly unlucky um, in terms of where we are in the league. Because and I know there's there's some um, there's some moves by the chairman etc to change that. But from a local sport perspective, which I think we want to cover pretty much every episode, Chris, mm-hmm. we'll we'll continue to, to cover it. But like you said, there's not much happening, and what is happening is turgid.
1: It is watching some of the watching some of the dirge on uh, whether it's Sky, BT, or Amazon. Um, but I, well, to be honest, I don't. I might watch five minutes and just just switch over because yeah. it's not entertaining. It's no. and it spoils your night or your afternoon. Um, and I just get back to doing what I'm doing what has been working for me to get me through, i.e. talking rubbish with me mates like you. Hey, <laughs> class.
0: The cricket was on, wasn't it, on Sky Sports? Yeah, the cricket, I
1: mean, again, the cricket and authorities have, have they've been, compared to the football and authorities, they've been absolutely first class, you know. you Look at what's been going on um, even last summer with the the cricket, with the the, the test matches, the international cricket. The county cricket in the in the the bubbles. England are on tour again. I've been watching um, South Africa in Pakistan today, and the, they can they can do it properly. And you know, it's amazing how it can be done if if some people with a bit of savvy. But again, it goes back to money, doesn't it? I suppose, and um, even the like money talks. TV TV money. You look at the England tour in India from next yeah. week. Yeah. And um, nobody has the TV rights because the the Indian Cricket Board, the BCCI, um, are so awash with money, they can just name a price and say, right, that's the price we want for this, pay it, or you don't get it. And even Sky aren't paying it, you know. So um, where we'll be able to watch England in India, I'm not too sure yet. Someone well, said to me the other day it could be on Disney Plus because Disney Plus is a subsidiary of another firm which is linked with the Indian government cricket board or whatever. Who knows? But um, the cricket authorities in general have been good. I didn't know
0: the normal broadcasters were struggling to, to show it. That's well, another... Sky,
1: Sky just don't want to um, be held to ransom by the Indian cricket board, which is fair enough.
0: Yeah, totally fair enough. And it just goes just reinforces the point I made earlier.
1: It might uh, end up on Sky. It might end up on Sky, but at the moment it's not... Yeah. It reinforces the
0: point I made earlier that what this pandemic has brought straight front and centre of the mind is um, it's capitalist world. Yeah. Money talks 100 percent, 2 percent of the population um, own most of the money and most yeah. of the assets. And this whole world is feeding them under this. Um, auspicious process with stocks and shares, and working in corporate businesses, etc., etc. And we're 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 seeing it right now. Banks, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. So it's for me. Hopefully, if there's a good thing coming out of this pandemic, it's that that has been um, shown ourselves in the mirror and shown how. Even during a pandemic, there is—it's all about money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's money first, well-being second. No matter, I think that's just been proven.
1: So that was a serious point. Aye, to, let, let's lift the mood again. Why? <laughs> listen, why don't we have a? Why don't we have a, have a, a little bit of Wigfield? Yeah, Saturday
0: Sarah yes. did and the air is getting something. <laughs> <laughs> I remember dancing to this, because uh, I, I was a dancer. I was rubbish. Like you say, uh, if you look at us, I thought I was great, but I was probably rubbish. But when Wickfield used to come <laughs> on the nightclub, there, there used to be a, a specific dance that people used to do, and I used to try and copy it. And But such great times, such great memories. I may have looked like an idiot, when I was doing it, but in my head, I was like John Travolta. You were lush. Here it is, Wigfield. Saturday night.
1: <laughs> so that was Saturday night by Wigfield. That was my choice, and actually, it it, it, it came during the Euro pop explosion, and it, and it's it's caught the ear of uh, of of something because we've got our very first caller, Ronnie. We've got our very, very first caller. First right. time it's, it, this is like uh, what what they call it again um with Alan Robson, night owls. It's like night owls is, we've got our first we've got our first caller. But um he claims to be someone called Jurgen. Now Ronnie, this is this is worrying me a little bit because um mm-hmm. as you know, you and I have a friend. Uh, Well, basically, he's your friend, but he's become my friend as well. He's our friend. Um, This European thing. Um, And so we've got this caller on the line, says he's Jürgen. The control room said we've got a Jürgen on the phone. Um, He's on line two. Uh, Is that Jürgen? Hello? Yeah, this is Jürgen.
2: Oh, Ronnie, it's him, it's him. Hey, Chris, is that you? How are
1: yep. you? I'm very well, thank you, Jürgen.
2: Yeah. There was a storm last week, Chris. Storm Kristoff.
1: Were you there? Well, I was in the rain.
2: Oh, you had a storm named after you, man. Yeah, remember the nightclub that time? We had to go. Rain was too heavy. But there was no roof. We raised the roof and had some fun, yeah. I remember. The storm you created on that party island. Oh, remember the times you left your bum wipes? Oh, yes. Oh, what great times. Listen, I've been singing with Leanne Rhymes and Ed Sheeran. They're my yeah. friends. Lockdown's been hard for me, but I moved to the Isle of Man because there are no restrictions there, my friend. You should come. We
1: party. Ah. Isle of Man. Yeah. I think. So you you, reckon you've been singing with Leanne Rimes and Ed Sheeran? Yeah, of course. you not heard? No. Why? Have you uh, living on that
2: rock, my friend?
1: Ah. Listen, Jürgen, you're taking up valuable radio time. Is there any real point to this call? Ah. I just wanted to say, I've sung with those people,
2: but I love this show. I've been listening to it. Love it. You keep on going. I love Wickfield. Know her. Love her. You keep on time. Keep on time. Keep right. You say save and we'll see you again on the Love Island.
1: Thanks, Jürgen. You've really made my night. Bye. <laughs>
0: I think he'll call again.
1: <laughs> hey, Ronnie, um, I know I had a go at Jurgen there, but he's a canny lad, isn't he? <laughs> he
0: is a canny lad. <laughs> you know. He's hearts in the right place.
1: Yeah. So where is he? Is he European? I mean, where did you drag him up from? I mean, or where did you find him? Or where did you meet him? Or it was in a club. Yeah.
0: Back in Ibiza. 80 to thirties holiday. He was following us for some reason and just wanted to dance.
1: Yeah, was he? Was he like um, Ravy Davy Gravy out the Viz?
0: He was. He was completely like him, but uh, from Europe. I I don't know if they've got the vis in Europe, but he, he, he's some fella. And
1: yeah, I've seen him.
0: Thing with the stars. There is video evidence.
1: Yeah, I've seen him on Facebook, um, yeah. and he's he's all right. I mean, it's nice so nice of him to ring in. A really nice way to end the first show. You know, it's been a it's been a it's been an experience.
0: <laughs> it's been an experience. I've loved every minute of this. yes yeah. you know, we'll try our best to to keep entertaining and let the listeners decide, Chris.
1: Yeah, <laughs> let the listeners decide. Um, we talk nonsense. For fun and hope the listeners enjoy this nonsense. There's more to come, I'm afraid. <laughs> we've there got is. a whole we've got a whole library of nonsense to come out with.
0: We have. We could go on for at least the next ten years. <laughs> so, on that note, we wish you well. Take care of yourselves. Keep an eye on the South Shields Twitter feed. Uh, listen to us when we come out. And take care of you all. Good night.
1: Bye bye.